Welcome to Masterpiece Women. This is Tina Raines, and I'm the founder of Masterpiece Women, and I am so excited to have you here today. We are a community of authentic women from all over the world, growing together personally, professionally, building businesses and ministries together. And today you're going to hear from a great speaker. So grab a cup of coffee or your favorite tea and sit back and grow with us. Thanks for being here, ladies. Well, hello, Masterpiece Women. Welcome back to the Masterpiece Women podcast. I am so excited to have you today. And today we're talking about pivoting. We're also talking about overcoming fear when you have to pivot. And we have Lenore Nolan Ryan with us. And she is not just an amazing chef and she has a cooking school. She does amazing things with food and makes food fun. But she also is just a dear friend. I met Lenore way back when, when we helped launch Go Red for Women movement. Mm -hmm. Wow, that was like, eons ago that was like 2006 or something seems like it yes but then again it's almost like it was just yesterday I know I know so it's so much fun to be able to do life together and Lenore's one of those women that yes she's an entrepreneur and yes she's awesome at what she does but she never has lost the passion to really impact our community and make a difference in people's lives and give back. And that's one of the things that I admire and love about you the most, Lenore, is not only are you fun and awesome and an incredible chef and like you're helping us with our luncheons, become a sponsor and you're so generous, but I've watched you over the last couple of decades, just pour into people and make a difference in the world. So thank you for being here today. And thank you for um, what you do. And I'd love for you to share with the ladies your story. Thank you. I am delighted, Tina, to be with you today. And I think that what you are doing is, well, you know, we haven't seen each other like you mentioned in a very long time. And when I was at um, your luncheon that I catered, thank you very much the other day, I was so empowered, you know, and it is, you're doing so many things within the community, reaching out to women. And in that reaching out to women, women can reach out everywhere. It's a network and it's very yes. nice. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We're so, so blessed. So blessed. And you know, I started, I mean, I love cooking. Cooking is fun. To me, it's my life. And I started when I was like about, you know, this high standing at the stove and my mother, I had a little Campbell soup outfit on and standing at the stove and stirring tomato soup. Mom was telling me to stir the figure eight and take these little herbs and put it in your hand and crush them with your fingers to break the oil and then put it in your soup and you have something delicious. Oh, wow. I can picture you doing that, Lenore. I can picture you standing there as a sweet little girl with little pigtails on. That's me with my Campbell soup hat. And you know what? I'm still doing it. I am still doing it without the hat, now the glasses, but I'm still doing it. So you, I just, I always love cooking and I always love being in the kitchen and my family, we traveled a lot. We ate out a lot. My mother was a fabulous cook. And you know, I never saw a cookbook. My mother would just open a cupboard, open the refrigerator, throw some things together. She'd call it, I'm going to womp it up. So she would womp it up. And she said, Lenore, with a smile on your face, it'll always turn out right. And if it doesn't, you make a reservation. <laughs> I 
love that. That's a great mantra. <laughs> it's a great mantra. And so I grew up fearless in the kitchen. What is the worst that could ever happen? I, maybe I didn't like it. Maybe it didn't taste good. But then you create, then it becomes a story. Then, and you know, how many times can you talk about the delicious things you made? But I can tell you now that I can talk about the things that went wild and crazy and blew up. And, you know, that's my fun. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, the stories from my kids are the same. It's not about the kitchen. It's not about the great things that I did or they love my cooking. I'm they'll throw that in there, right? They, uh -huh. they do like my cooking, thank goodness. But they're like, remember that time you made that thing you experimented? I think I tried to make orange chicken and I had no idea what I was doing. And I just started tossing things in there. Right. I think we went to McDonald's that night. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's still a great story. And, you know, Cooking for me has always been about creating memories because that's how I grew up. We grew up in the kitchen. We grew up talking and sitting and eating and sharing and grilling. And that was for me, cooking and, and is about creating memories. So that became my love, my passion. And I always knew that when I was growing up, I would, instead of having sleepovers, I'd have dinner parties you know, because I was imitating what my family did, what my mother did. So I would invite everybody over and I would cook and we would sit and eat and, or I would grill out or the, that's the kind of, you know, fun that I had with my friends. So I just love doing that. And so then I moved from growing up in Miami beach, mother remarried, moved to Indiana, wonderful lake, um, summers and wonderful Indiana growing up there. And then I decided I was in Indianapolis studying voice and piano. I love to sing. And I was studying voice and piano. And I thought Indianapolis really needed another place for brunch. Now, I don't know where I came up with that, but I do love brunch. And, you know, you could either go to the pancake house or you could go to the top of the Hyatt or you could go to the, you know, the diner. But I wanted to make quiches and confitures and, and little muffins and things like that. So I'm 19 years old. A friend had a restaurant called the Pleasant Peasant that we always used to go to. Small little restaurant, 40 seats. So I said to Marinka one day, I said, Marinka, how about if I lease your restaurant out on the weekends I'll bring the food, I'll bring the staff, and I do brunch. She said yes. So, you know, that always sunk into me that you never know unless you ask. Absolutely. Don't and be afraid to ask. So that has always stuck with me. So the brunches went very well. They were very successful. And one day uh, a lady came in and she said, Lenore, do you do catering? And I said, yes. And I <laughs> called my mother and my mother gave me $400 and the silver platters and everything. And this was, the catering was the night before the Indianapolis 500. And Johnny Rutherford was at the dinner party and he won the race the next day. And when they said to him, what do you attribute your win to? He said in his very kind of Southern slow drawl, I don't know, but I had a great chicken dinner last night. Oh, wow. How cool is my that? dinner. <laughs> so there you go. So one job led to another, led to another. And then I went to 
San Francisco to visit a girlfriend for a long weekend. And I ended up staying 20 years. Oh, wow. Didn't go back because I fell in love with the city. I fell in love with the food. It was amazing. But I took that concept of leasing a restaurant that was already operational because chefs at night don't like to come in the next day and do brunch. So I would lease this restaurant and I would come in and do brunches. The same thing that I did in Indianapolis. And within three years, I was in five different locations because again, all you have to do is ask. And they said yes. And if they didn't say yes, I moved to the restaurant next door. So there it was. And then that was in 1976. In 1982, I opened up my own restaurant, catering company, retail food store, wine bar. Did I say cooking school? All in a three-story Victorian. And I was there for 20 years. That's awesome. What a great story. And what a great inspiration, Lenore, to all the women that are listening today. If you have a passion and you have a dream, just ask, just go for it. Take that step of faith. Even if you're scared, do it. So often women are so scared to just take that step forward. Think about if you had not said yes to that person when they asked you about catering, right? Right you would not be where you're at today. That propelled you to a whole different level. Mm -hmm. Because again, you know, my mother's influence, I grew up fearless. So that always was my anchor. She said, you know, what is the worst that could happen, Lenore? So, you know, failure, (laughs) you just make it a story and you go on and you pivot and you do something else. You know, you learn every mistake And that's one thing that Julia Child taught me was that there are no mistakes in the kitchen. And I'm going to tell you that story because I just thought of it. And so I'm in San Francisco. I have this wonderful restaurant catering company and at, um, you know, Macy's and Williams Sonoma, they were my, they were my clients. And um, Chuck Williams used to always call me and say, Lenore, now can you make this and can you make that? And I go, yes, I can. And he goes, well, how about, can you make it for a little less? And I said, well, Chuck, no, I can't because then I can't shop at your store. (laughs) (laughs) But to Macy's, to Julia Child, who is, who was always an inspiration to all of us, right? Not just for food, but for the way that she took her passion went to France, you know, didn't even speak the language and really brought French cooking to America. That was a huge feat in the days when there was no internet, there wasn't cell phones. It was like, it was like, I'm thinking about it like it's, you know, that kind of like movie thing. (laughs) It seemed to be that old. But Macy's would always have guest um, authors come in and they would do a big book review and she would sit there and sign um, her books. And so they would call me when there were cookbooks that they were being featured, they would call me and I would have to make some food that was going to be that's in the cookbook so that they could kind of place that around and do a beautiful display. So um, I had done Julia's um, guest appearances several times and we got to know each other. And she said, Lenore, I want to come by 
and see where you work out of. I've never been there. So I said, okay, next time in town. So here she comes, nice big limousine, pulls up in front of my storefront, gets out, comes inside, very charming. And she's just like you see her and hear her. (laughs) She's like that all the time. And she's just very cheery and perky. So she comes in and I'm making tart to tan. That was one of her featured um, recipes in the book. And that is an upside down apple tart where you lay everything out in this beautiful concentric circle in the bottom of a pan. And then you pour the batter over it and you bake it and then you flip it out. So the beautiful concentric circles are on the top. So I, she comes in, I show her my kitchen. I go to take the tart out. And I think I left it in there too long because it's stuck. So, you know, you flip it out, you put a plate underneath it, you flip it out like that and tap, tap, tap. And usually, I mean, I've made hundreds of them. Usually it just comes right out. It wouldn't come out. It wouldn't come out. So I take that part of the pan off and then it's like, oh, it's a mess. It's a mess. And Julia's kind of laughing and I'm really just like, I'm crushed. You know, Julia's in my kitchen. You know, this is the woman that I've admired. You know, she and my mother, oh my gosh. And she starts laughing and she got me laughing. And she said, oh, there's no mistakes in the kitchen. She goes, do you have any eggs and cream? So I got some eggs or milk, got some eggs and milk, got her to the stove and she made this beautiful custard right there in my kitchen. She's making this custard and she said, get me some glasses. So we got some wine glasses and we made a tart to tan parfait. Oh, nice. Out pieces of apple and crust the pastry cream, whipped cream, and so it goes. And that is what we displayed at Hearst Book Signing. Wow. You know what? That is, I love that lesson because that is a perfect, perfect, perfect leadership lesson for women. When you just shared that, I thought, you know what? That is so invaluable for women to hear that story because it really is what, what we think is a mess can actually turn out to be something fabulous. It's about perspective. Yes. How are we perceiving it? Yes. How you move forward in it. Absolutely. I love that. There are no mistakes. When things like that happen, you have to embrace them. And, you know, love, love is the main ingredient in life, right? Absolutely. And in food. So if you embrace something, you bring it closer to you. You can, you can make it work for you. You can share it. If you push it away, you're, you, know, you're, you, you have nothing to do with it anymore. And those are the things, that's why there are really no mistakes, are there? Nope. It, every opportunity, it's just an opportunity to grow. It's an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity to get better and better. And I guarantee you, you looked at that, Tartar and said, okay, what did I do that it did stick? You, you made lemonade out of lemons, but you also <laughs> probably didn't make that same mistake again when baking it. Exactly. You know, and same thing with us, you know, stepping out in anything. And that's why I think it's also so valuable as you share your passion so 
transparently, Lenore, is because passion is so important. Knowing what you're calling, knowing what it is that you want to do and discovering that some people are still in a place that are listening to this, that they're not sure what they love. They're not sure what their passions are. They're not sure what they want to do in life. And that's okay. But I'm going to encourage everybody that's there to take some time to really discover who are you? What do you love? Because you can make money on any idea you have, any passion you have, you can make a living on it. You just have to be creative with it. And that's a lot of what we do in our membership um, community is actually help give tools for women who don't know how to take those next steps, not just mindset, actual practical tools. How do I start a business? And then we collaborate every week and talk about where are you in your business? How is your marketing? How is your business going? How are your business plans? And because those practical things are important too. However, it starts right where you shared, which is in the passion and really finding that vision and going, okay, I'm headed that way. And it may be tough. There might be tough days. I might have to pivot. You've had to pivot many times. Absolutely. And let's talk about that pivoting. What has been one of your greatest obstacles in business and how did you, excuse me, how did you overcome it? Obstacles. Well, the, the, you know, the obstacles that, that come are, I mean, I'm going to, the one that is closest to timeline right now has been COVID. Mm. All right. What was I going to do? Catering company, cooking school, catering, everybody's getting together and enjoying food, cooking school, everybody's getting together, chopping and slicing and dicing and enjoying food, nothing. So that immediately stopped in March. Here I am. I've got rent. I have a mortgage. I have employees that I feel I need to take care of. So what do we do? Well, we pivoted to a meal to go program. So I have, I'm blessed with having a great mailing list. And I think that that's one thing that everyone should really start nurturing when you want to start reaching out and marketing your business is that you have a great mailing list and you put it on something like eye contact and then you're able to reach out to the people that love you, support you, are interested in what you're doing and you can always reach out to them. So I reached out to everyone, right, in my community, near and far, and the ones that were near, you know, no one was going to the grocery store, restaurants aren't open. So I started doing deliveries or people could come and pick them up. Curbside delivery, put the table outside, you know, when they're coming, you put their food right there. It's all done deal. So we were cooking and cooking and cooking. And that made sense. That helped the community. It helped me. It kept my staff working. I was able to pay my rent. And you just You keep going like that. You just find a way. Don't take no for an answer. You know, one thing I always say, I never say no and I never close. Hmm. All right. So you're just, you figure it out. You ask your friends, what, what, what can I do? What can I do? Everyone loves you and they want to help you. So the biggest obstacle was okay, because I'd never been in that situation of not being able 
there was, I didn't have anyone that I could cook for until I figured out, well, people aren't going out, so I better deliver or they can come and pick it up. And that went for a very long time. I bet. And what a gift, because I know during that season it was so hard to even get in, you know, well, we didn't have restaurants at all for a while, but even when we did, it was so minimal. Um, there were so many that were closed and so many that, you know, then it became hard to get into because there's very limited space. And with your cooking, I bet they were just thrilled to have the great meals and not have to worry about going out. <laughs> so how that, see, that's just brilliant. That's just brilliant. And I think that's another great example of you just, you just do what you have to do. You just figure it out and you figure keep moving forward. Can't be afraid, but I mean, what is the, what's the worst that can happen? I would be sitting there and I mean, somehow, because, you know, food is my ministry. Mm-hmm. That is what I do. You know, whoever else has it, find your ministry. And in finding your ministry, your passion, your love, you will always have an answer because the divine wants you to have the answer. Yes. It has put you in that to find the answer. Yeah, he gives so us you'll always find the answer. Absolutely. If you seek, you will find it. Absolutely. You just have that wisdom. And I think every single obstacle we walk through just develops that skill to, to just have more strength, to have more resilience every single time. When you don't see it as an obstacle, you see it as an opportunity. Okay. This is a difficult time. However, what can we do with it and what can we grow from it? And what a great, what a great example of that. I love that because so many people gave up. And I think, you know, as I've talked to a lot of women around the world over the last even six months, there's a lot of women that are still very defeated because they struggled so greatly. And I believe that those are just opportunities to look back and go, okay, those were tough times. And I mean, even personally, I was working on um, some PPE projects that never manifest and I gave hours and hours and hours of my time wasted in a lot of ways you could say waste but they weren't because I grew a ton I built lots of relationships around the world and I learned some valuable life lessons in that and so you know there's a every once in a while the enemy will try to go hey Tina you know you look what you did you wasted all that time you could have been building masterpiece women and everybody went viral during that season and you didn't really focus on it because you're focused on this and and I'm like no 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 you know what that was that was what I was supposed to learn in that season and I don't look back and regret is such a waste of energy and guilt and shame and all those things that so many people hold on to because what they call a failure mm-hmm. like you said there are no mistakes there are no mistakes. just opportunities to grow and i really hope the women listening to this hear your stories because it's not always easy building business isn't always easy you're you know what when you when you are in business for yourself um people say to me well are you taking a day off well there really, when you're in business for yourself, there really are no days off because you have a mind, you have a business that you're passionate about. So you can't turn that off. It's not a light switch. You know, you are, you are your living passion. You are 
who you are, what you do every minute of the day. So there are always opportunities and great things to learn and, and people to talk to and, um, you know, finding, finding your way through others and having them find their way through you. Absolutely. That's a great one. So let's talk a little bit. You've had some great obstacles. You've overcome them. You've just been bold and courageous and launching and did it even if you were scared. Oh, I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I did it after the I did it after the meals to go because then people were starting to go out. So the meals to go kind of faded away. All right. And then I said, okay, well, I have this beautiful establishment, right? People feel safe with me. And I have distancing. It's not a big place. I have distancing in my space. So I opened Grapes, Wine Cafe and Market. And that's what I did. And I did that for about six months, eight months. And then, hey, here we go again. Now coming into 2022, I said, you know what? People are starting to call me to have cooking classes and they're starting to call me to do catering. So I can't really have grapes open because I use my space as a venue where you would come and bring your team, bring your friends and do a cooking class or have a birthday party or a milestone celebration. So I kissed grapes goodbye, loving it, totally loving it. And now I'm just doing my cooking classes, my team building events, corporate and private, use it as a venue. I had a wedding there the other day. Nice. Well, we're excited on June 22nd, July 22nd, we're having our Masterpiece Women Cooking Class. We are so excited. So if you're in South Florida, definitely go to Masterpiece Women's website, masterpiecewomen.org. Sign up to come experience it with us at Lenore Nolan Ryan's Cooking School. We're going to have so much fun. It's a a mouthful, but it's going to be so much fun. We're going to chop. You're going to come in, put on an apron, chop and slice your dice your way to culinary contentment. And then we're going to be eating everything that we've prepared. I love it. Love it. it. With a smile on our face and supporting each other. I love it. So we talked about, you know, all the pivoting and all those, and you've done such a great thing with that. You talk about there are no mistakes. However, if you would look at like your life and your business life, and there was something that you wish you would have done different had you known back then, um, what is that one piece of advice that you would give to the women um, that are launching businesses, that are early in their careers, building business? What would be that piece of advice you would give them that you would tell them to avoid? And this is how you you overcame your obstacle or mistake that you made. I don't know that I would tell you this one thing to avoid, but I would tell you this one thing to embrace. Okay. Because when you are an entrepreneur, when you are working for yourself, you're not really thinking about retirement. You're not really thinking about social security. You're not really thinking about getting a plan together that can, let's say you want to sell your business. So what can you get? You have, to, you have to envision success. You have to imagine yourself in that success. And in that success, possibly one day buying your business or you're going to be selling your business or you'd like to retire, but 
you don't have any of those things in place. And so many people, when they're in business for themselves, they don't think about taking that check each month and paying themselves something so that they can put it on their social security record so that at the end, when they're thinking about what they're going to do, and I don't think I'll ever retire, but as long as there's a kitchen, I'm never going to be retired. So, but those are the things that I didn't ever really think about. And now I'm 69 years old and I don't think about retiring right now, but you know, and I do have something that I'm going to do and I'll share that with you in a moment, but I, you know, you have to think about those things, thinking of thinking about your retirement, thinking about social security, thinking about getting your business in order so that everything lines up so that if you ever did want to sell or take on a partner, that would be all in place and you wouldn't have to scramble for it in the end. Oh, that's such a great piece of advice. I will tell you, when I started my business, I was 25 years old. And I was surrounded by these other entrepreneurs in these different groups. And over and over and over, as you'd get to know them, they didn't have, if they were shut down for a week, they would have been crushed because they, they were using every dime. And yes, you take risks when you're an entrepreneur, but you're so, so right. You have got to plan ahead because it does creep up before you know it, as we are, you know, we're going to be empty nesters and we're headed close to retirement age. My husband is retirement age and thank God he was very wise. And I look back and go, well, I could have done a lot better. And um, I would say, you know, make sure you plan ahead for sure, because thank God I did do what you said. I did pay myself every week. I was an S corp. So I paid myself. So, so security is good, but I should have had a lot more money stocked away than I do. And I look back and go, wow. So now we're very intentional, you know, and um, that's a huge thing to consider and to definitely keep in mind. Consider. And it is something that, It's, you know, if you reach out to those that are knowledgeable about that, you know, glean your information, you know, know exactly what you're doing every step of the way you make the decisions. Absolutely. Decisions kind of biting you in the end. (laughs) That's a great piece of advice. (laughs) So one of the things that we always talk about with with um, Masterpiece Women is authenticity. And that's one of my favorite things about you is you're just so real. You're just so authentic and transparent and vulnerable. And it allows women and others to glean from you, to grow from your wisdom because you are. So talk to us a little bit, Lenore. What have you seen in the marketplace that you can encourage the women with in regards to authenticity and just being real? Well, when you, 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 I think, I mean, this is something that I do every morning. I look in the mirror, right? And I see who I am. And I always make sure that I have, I'm happy about what I did yesterday. And I look forward to what I'm doing today. I mean, and that is, you know, when you can, I like rituals and that is a morning ritual for me. Mm. So those kinds of things. But I think that in your authenticity, if you believe in yourself, 
and believe in what you are doing, then you will just relax in the knowledge every day of you being that person. Mm. You know, I think that it is, well, I think that really the meaning of life is to find your gift, but the purpose of life is to give it away. Absolutely. So, and you don't have to do, you know, if you, if you, and, and like you said before, you know, you find your um, passion, but you know, a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of women don't know what that is. They can't conceive, well, what is my passion? What do I want to do for the rest of your life? It's not the rest of your life. Passion can change. It can vary. You can add on, you can do something else. You know, right now, you don't have to work for a company and get the gold watch in 50 years. There's so many different things that everyone can do within their life, within their passion. And your passion can change as the moon. But as long as you have that, you know, just be the person, find your meaning. What am I here for? You know, and I, my mother was such a great inspiration to me. And I have always believed that I am here. I'm an ambassador of goodwill and food is my ministry. Mm. And love is the main ingredient. So I could say that, you know, my passion is working with animals, you know, and finding, you know, finding rescue for an animal, or it could be in, you know, it could be in anything, but just find that, feel good about yourself in what you're doing. And there you will grow. You will like, you'll be watering your own seed and then you will grow in your own authentic self. I love that. And, you know, when you, when you find that, and like you said, I think that is a really good perspective in regards to our, our passions is sometimes people look at the huge picture of, okay, it has to be for the rest of my life. And I've only can do this. And, you know, and even someone who's maybe pivoted and done something different, they're one of the greatest fears to hold us back is what are people going to think? You know, I just did this and I just did that. And now I'm doing this, (laughs) right? And it's, it's okay. I mean, my friends are calling me queen of pivoting. So yes. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. (laughs) Exactly. And that's okay. Because sometimes that's just where you're at in your life in that season and you're making things work. And so in lieu of just being paralyzed because we're afraid of what people will think, just know people love you. They, they don't love you because of what you do. They love you and whatever you do, they're going to support you. They may even question you and go, what's she doing now? I know my friends have like, you know, I had so many friends that when I went from being a business woman owner to climbing crazy mountains all over the world, heading up a ministry and was technically a missionary. They're like, you're a what? you're doing what? Are you crazy? You know, they saw the success that I'd had and they just thought I had lost my ever love in mind. And but I knew that I knew that I was writing God's will. I knew exactly what I was doing in that season. And it was hard and it was 
it was so rewarding, but yet so overwhelming at times. And I look back at that and I would just laugh because now my friends are going, oh, thank God you're not dragging me on those mountains anymore, you know, but <laughs> so, and now I'm, you know, I went back into business and then I really felt led to start Masterpiece Women. And so there was some angst even in me um, being a business owner. Yes. What were people going to think that I was doing ministry now? The reality is what Masterpiece is doing is also building business, helping women build business. Yes. That's what we're you gifted in. Have done that had you not started where you started in the business community and pivoted. You had a passion, you had an idea, you went for it, right? And Absolutely. then started ministry. And now within that ministry, you're going back to what you had a passion for, which was business, and you're bringing it to Masterpiece Women and you're sharing it. Absolutely. And you know what? A point you made a moment ago was the the email list and the relationships. I can't stress that enough is as you are growing and you're building relationships, stay in contact, create a CRM that you're able to stay in contact with the people that do love you, whether it's social media, whether it's emails, whatever that is, because relationships are valuable. I think about this podcast. I think about with Masterpiece Women. I haven't seen you in forever, but I knew the best chef, the best caterer, I'm going to reach out to her because I need help. And you said yes, you know, because relationships matter so much. And so ladies, I'm going to encourage you if you, there's a lot of people that tend to get, you know, connected with just a small group of people. They don't expand their circles. It's imperative if you want to build business to build relationship first, make it an authentic relationship. Yes. yes. And make sure that you're not just building relationship for me, me, me. You're building relationship because you're also going to find out what can I do to add value to you? You know, we reconnected, you helped me. I want to help you. We're working together. We're collaborating and we're going to build something really great. That's what it's really all about is when you can watch and see how it's never, it has, it's never about the money. Exactly. Money will come because money is the way that we barter. Money is the way that we can keep each other in business. But it's never about that. Exactly. And that's the key. It's really about relationships. It's about relationships. And, you know, I have, I mean, the other day I had a lady call me. Now, I haven't spoken to her in probably 12 years. I did an event for her 12 years ago. She went to a cooking class. She said, Lenore, you did this event for me and I, I, have, I have everything in files. So I was able to go right to it. And she said, and then you did this cooking class. And you did this cooking class and I still do that salmon with the Thai orange sauce recipe. I know, right? It's I love that. Relationships and never letting them go. And so even though I haven't actually spoken to her in about 12 years, right? She still gets my emails that I send out once a month. She says, I read them. I'm so happy you're doing well. Yeah, that's great. I love relationships. it. Relationships like we do. Never know. You never know how those relationships are going to come back to full circle. And um, many of the women that I've had on my podcast since I started that this 
this spring have been women that I've been in relationship with from all over the world. They're not even from just locally. They're from, and if I hadn't been climbing crazy mountains around the world, many of them I wouldn't have met. And the others are from business and they're exactly. powerhouse business women that are adding huge value to the women in our, in our community. So thank you, Lenore, for being with thank us. You. Thank you for being who you are and for all thank the great, you. great advice today. Well, I just can't wait to cook for you again and mastermind women. And it's just, it's like my, I'm delighted. I'm delighted. You know, I love my path because my path has brought me to you. Oh, I love you, girl. You're so sweet. And you're such a blade. The women of Masterpiece Women were just thrilled. They're like, oh my goodness, the food was so delicious. So we're yeah. thrilled to have you and have the partnership. And I want to I want to say one thing because when when you asked me to come on, I, I went to the um the website Masterpiece Women and I listened to some of the podcasts. And I encourage everyone, if you missed one to go back and listen, because there are so many important messages in the archives that, you know, I could listen to that all day long and then listen to it again. Oh, thank you. That's wonderful. Thanks so much, my love. Well, yes, ladies, definitely listen to our other podcasts and make sure you subscribe and do a review so that we can build our podcasts. And if you haven't yet, we do have our membership site. We'd love to have you in there. It's free for 30 days. And we have lots of great stuff in there to help with mindset, also with specific business building tools that um, you can use the programs. We collaborate every week on different programs. And then we also have um, just daily tips on different things in business and leadership that you can also plug in. We also have a Bible study in there. So we have a little bit of everything to grow personally, professionally, spiritually. And we even add in our membership just this week, um, a health, fitness, fun, and fashion part that wow. our dear friend Melinda Lee is doing for us. Who is oh, Melinda? Yes, <laughs> she's been doing videos for us. And they there's a um, fashion tip or a fitness tip or a health tip on every single episode. And so be sure you join our membership because there's something for every aspect of your life to be able to grow to be the best masterpiece you could ever be. So we welcome you and we thank you again, Lenore, for being with us and just My being pleasure. who you are. Thank you. Thank you, love. Thank you.